Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Hello, my friends. Hello. I'm so excited. I have something so special for you today. I have created a beautiful meditation to help you heal your relationships. And it's totally free. It's totally free. I made it for you. It's relationship season here, and it's time to really center into how to heal our relationships. And some of the greatest healing can happen on our meditation pillow. So I'm giving you this beautiful eight-minute meditation to help you with any of your challenging relationships, romantic or otherwise. And all you have to do is just close your eyes and follow my guidance, and it will help you shift your perspective back to love and forgiveness and just serenity around the relationships that you have. So for free, you can access this meditation at deargabby.com forward slash relationships. You can go download it now, deargabby.com forward slash relationships. And I promise you, by the end of that meditation, you will feel so much compassion and love in your heart that you'll intuitively know what the next right action is and how to handle the relationships that might be a little challenging for you. So that's deargabby.com forward slash relationships to access your free relationship healing meditation now. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back, my friends. I am so thrilled to have this episode set up for you today. This is the Dear Gabby episode on relationships. In this episode, I am joined by my friend Humble, the poet. Yes, he is a poet, an author, a spoken word artist, but more than any of that, he's a beautiful soul. And Humble and I have this very heart-opening conversation 
It's all about love and emotional intricacies and relationships. And he shares his thoughts and advice on how to cultivate the loving relationships that we desire and and how we can and have to shed our protective armor in order to really create that authentic, vulnerable connection that we desire. And and it's such a warm and wonderful episode. I know you're going to love it. And if you want to explore relationships even further, I have a beautiful meditation to support you. It's totally free. Just go to deargabby.com forward slash relationships. And it's my relationship healing meditation. That's deargabby.com forward slash relationships. Enjoy the show. So Humble, this is a big talk where we don't do small talk and we just jump right in with the big talk. And you're definitely one of those folks that I would love to be in LA and sit down and have a Canadian coffee with you. I don't even know what a Canadian coffee is. <laughs> and just to sit down and just riff with you. And so these moments on the podcast are so fun for me because mm. I get to take a half hour and be with someone who I think is cool from afar and then make friends with them. It's like the coolest thing ever. So funny, right? How we can yeah, just make no, these connections now. Definitely. I think it's the best part of this super connected world. Mm-hmm. It is the best part of it. Yeah. And so... You've got this book out and it's called How to Be Loved. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about relationships, our relationship to ourself, and what it means to you to be loved. And I'd like to start with one personal question before we get into the topic, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you're a poet, you're a master of spoken word, you have had that art within you for many years. And I've always admired people who can get up and just riff with their words. And so for someone like myself who may want to be able to do it in a more performative way, in a way of being able to almost create a one-woman show or something like that, what would be your best advice? Start with the things that are really bothering you. Mm, Okay. Yeah, there's this idea, I think it's a Jim Carrey idea, which is art is what we get as a trade-off for suffering in life. So we can't avoid suffering in life, but we have this magical ability to create something that's never existed before. And that in itself can be the definition of art. Like great art is something that you've just never seen before or heard Mm -hmm. before or experienced before. So Mm -hmm. I think very often... There's this kind of derivative idea with anything, whether it's you make a podcast or write a book, where it's let me give the people what I think they want. And what you realize very quickly is what they actually want is someone to take a human experience and go deeper with it than anybody else mm-hmm. ever has. And mm-hmm. realizing that Gabby talks about love and if Humble talks about love, it'll be two very different perspectives and mm-hmm. they'll connect with people in different ways uh, at different points in their life. So I view it as more of an obligation than a privilege mm-hmm. and it's you know i have to paint on the caves for future generations and that's how we as an entire species has evolved so i think the first step is always just take something that's really eating you up and start with that and then if you want it to sound really good it's going back to high school english plan it all out make your hamburger method do all of that and then um you start from there And then realize that people aren't going to always remember every exact word, but Mm -hmm. the visceralness of it, the honesty, people feel that immediately. That's right. That's that's really what it boils down to. It's not your words always. It's far more your presence than it is your words. 
1000%. And how you say something is way more important than what you say. That's right. And um, that's right. It's doing that. And then obviously storytelling as a part of it, I think is super important. Understanding that we learn our own stories through hearing other people's stories. And some of Mm -hmm. the most impactful moments we've had have been hearing or witnessing somebody else's story. And that's really just about letting go of this idea that your story is worth hearing. I think so often that's probably one of the roots of imposter syndrome. You think everybody else is an expert. Everybody else needs to, deserves to be on the stage except for me. And it's really an understanding that it's not a question of deserving. It's a question of who's willing to serve by sharing their story and realizing that the only way to establish a meaningful connection with anybody, including ourselves, is through vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Build ourselves up with that. We don't have to start with our deepest, darkest secrets. We can start with small, light pieces of vulnerability. My therapist has recommended that I have at least two stories of vulnerability in my pocket that I could tell a stranger that mm. wouldn't scare them off the first time I mm. met them. Mm. And that's helped a lot because, again, we're not here for small talk. We're here for deeper conversations. And mm-hmm. so telling somebody about my first experience owning a dog and having him for 11 years and then losing him, having to put him to sleep, not knowing if I made the right choice the day that we decided to take him to the vet. And then how many years I spent avoiding dogs after that because it was so wow. heartbreaking. Yeah, right, and then right. Finally getting a new one. She's actually asleep behind me right now. This is the first new one since you were a kid? Yeah. Wow. I was everybody else's dog owner telling them what to do. And then hmm. during COVID, somebody had put it on my radar that somebody ordered this puppy through a breeder and it came out a color she didn't want. And mm. so it was available. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Dog racism. Total dog racism. Total dog yeah. racism. They wanted her to come out red or brown because her parents were brown mm. and she came out black. And he's like, do you, do you want the puppy? I know you love dogs. And I was like, well, no, I plan to live in Toronto during the pandemic. And I was like, I'm planning to move to the States. I don't think I can bring a puppy with me. That might be too much work. But then as the night progressed and the tequila was flowing, by the end of the night, I was like, I need the puppy. Where is the puppy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I got her a month later. She had just been born. So I might have even got her two months later. So it was an impulse buy that I had to still sit there and wait for. But she's become the love of my life. And we've taken over 10 flights together. And she's been mm. easy to bring around. But then also during the pandemic, everything was shut down. So whenever I took her to the vet to get her shots, I would always leave her at the front door. Mm. And what ended up happening was when things opened up, I took her inside the vet for the first time. And it was the first time I was in a vet's office in over 10 years. Right. And I saw that big metal table. Yeah. And I instantly had an emotional reaction because it reminded me of my last dog putting him to sleep. Yeah. So what I realized is sharing a story like that is being vulnerable. And I can be Uh vulnerable with somebody, Uh a stranger for the first time. And I don't have to be too concerned about being judged. I don't know what type of person would judge me for a story like that. But that is such an integral part of being vulnerable and connecting both with an audience, but with people. We're just establishing a relationship. We're creating a pathway of love between us and the people who are watching this on stage. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For me, there's nothing worse than tossing and turning at night. And I've talked about this a lot on the show. I can get really, really freaked out when I struggle to sleep. And when I was going through a very difficult period in my life where I was having insomnia, I knew that there was some things I could do holistically that would really help me. And one of those things was magnesium. I got to tell you people, it is the most excellent way to calm your nervous system and just help you get more rest at night. So I recently went back to my magnesium routine, adding magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine. And my God, this is a game changer, people. Magnesium breakthrough helps me quiet my mind and helps me sleep better than ever. And once I started taking magnesium breakthrough, my sleep completely changed. Now I have this absolutely beautiful, restful, relaxing downtime routine where I relax into my bed, fall asleep, stay asleep, wake up refreshed and energized. And if you've ever tried other magnesium supplements and they haven't worked, this is the one that does. So don't miss out on the most relaxing sleep ever with Magnesium Breakthrough. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to biooptimizers.com slash Gabby and use promo code Gabby at checkout to save 10%. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Gabby. Again, that's biooptimizers.com slash Gabby and use promo code Gabby during checkout to save 10%. I am so sure that it is no surprise to you that I like to treat myself every once in a while to something special. And in fact, I also like to treat my friends too. And a treat can be anything from getting a super special manicure or delicious coffee that I like to splurge on, you know, something nice in my home. And if you are like me and you like to treat yourself to the best, why not take that approach to everything in your life, especially when it comes to choosing a doctor? Enter ZocDoc an online resource where you choose from literally thousands of top-tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews from actual patients, so you can trust that you are getting the best. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. And then, once you find your doctor you want, you can book immediately. There's no more waiting on hold forever, just waiting for your receptionist to get back to you. ZocDoc takes the stress and frustration out of the booking and appointment setup. And with ZocDoc, you will find the right doctors that are right for you. They take your insurance, they're located nearby you, or they treat the specific condition that you're searching for. And get this, the typical wait time to see a doctor in ZocDoc is between 24 to 72 hours. Isn't that amazing? So go to ZocDoc.com Gabby and download the ZocDoc app for 
free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash Gabby. Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Gabby. You and I have only met one time in person. Mm -hmm. Your energy was really moving to me even then. But to be able to come on here, and first of all, your advice was extraordinary. Talk about what's bothering you most. It's very much how I would create a motivational talk as well. And then leading just very naturally into the dog, you just pulled me in because you were telling an honest story of vulnerable truth. Mm -hmm. And I I like what you were also saying, my friend, about we all have a story because when it comes to whatever it is that we choose to bring forth in our life, it's about just getting the truth out. And that story is what heals. And so those of us who have the courage to be vulnerable enough to share those stories in written word or spoken word or in art or in any form are really contributing a lot of connection in the world. Yeah. And there's a great line by Jay-Z that says, you can't heal what you don't reveal. That's right. And I think sometimes what you're actually doing is that you're going through this healing process with an audience and it's encouraging Mm -hmm. them to do the same thing. And at the end of the day, the details of our stories are all going to be completely different, but the bare basics are the same. Regrets about yesterday, anxiety about tomorrow, not spending enough time in the presence. And that kind of sums up all of our stories. And I remember years ago speaking to Rupi Kaur about this, another amazing poet, and asking her, how do you figure out what to write about? And she goes, I don't figure out what to write about. I write about things to figure them out. And cool. Was, yeah. And that was something I used to do a lot of stuff in, in activism. So if I was to write a poem about human rights issue, I would sit there and research it. I was writing an essay first. And then when I got into more complex things like emotions and the human experience, then you realize that you're not supposed to research that. The writing is the research. You're exploring yourself and you're just doing it out loud. And a beautiful poem is pretty much a journal entry that rhymes or it has a certain cadence and rhythm to it. That's been a really interesting thing, especially as you go deeper into this and it becomes part of your job and your career. You have to continually fight that urge to be like, oh, well, let me give them what they want. The truth is, and even in the most commercialized businesses, the most successful companies are not giving people what they want. They're giving people what people don't even realize they need. That's right. Steve Jobs giving us the iPad. That wasn't something that we could have even imagined when he did it. And I think it's the same thing when it comes to us sharing our art, us sharing ourselves and our stories. We don't know who's going to connect with our stories when they hear them. And they may connect with them later. You probably heard an album, a musical artist that five years later has a whole different meaning to you. Yeah. That you've or a movie. New Heartbreaks yeah. or a movie or, or what have you. Or a so book I, for that matter, a book, my God. Oh, definitely, definitely yeah. with the books. And I think that context, I always think about the Golden Girls. I used to watch that as a kid and okay. never understood the adult jokes. And then you watch it as an adult. Totally. Like, oh my God, these I are such inappropriate women. <laughs> My four-year-old watches this show on Netflix he shouldn't be watching. It's called The Thundermans. It's not bad. It's just like a family. And he quotes a lot of these moments. And it's not a, it's not like a violent show or anything. It's just like he doesn't get it, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes into a dinner party one night, and he was still awake watching The Thundermans because we couldn't put him to bed. And he walks in, and there's a whole bunch of adults in my kitchen just like chatting. And he sits down on the sofa, and he goes, Mommy, I want to tell everybody something. I said, okay. Everybody, Ali has something he wants to say. He has something he wants to tell everybody. And he goes, tonight, I'm a man. Tonight, I'm a man in my pants. <laughs> and we were all like, oh my f***ing God. 
at the time he was three years old when he said this and oh my God. it was just like first of all god i gotta stop giving him this stuff to watch but second of all it was like this moment he's no idea what he's saying he's so cute you know and it's also those eyes where you have to like try your best not to laugh in those mm-hmm. experiences i think mm-hmm. yeah that's hilarious because they soak it all in and they're always paying attention and it's super hilarious yeah, that's a really yeah, good well, we, well, we laughed. We laughed with him. We laughed with him. We all thought that was quite amazing. That's amazing. So it's beautiful that you've taken on the topic of relationships and love because the career path that you've been in of telling the truth and being vulnerable is the secret to genuine love. Yeah. And I've I've really learned that in very heart-centered, physical, somatic way recently, like really getting that without shared truth, authentic truth and vulnerability, intimacy cannot occur. Exactly. So I'd love to hear your riff on that. Yeah, I think what I'm learning is the reason we avoid being vulnerable is because we are afraid of being hurt. And to be vulnerable is to give somebody a piece of information or show them a side of you or let down a wall that completely puts them in a situation where they can harm you. And very often when we're young, you know, we express a need potentially to an adult like our parents or somebody and the need wasn't met and we're too young to have context so we don't know maybe our parents were having a bad day at work and they snapped at us when we asked them for something we internalize that and we start to tell ourselves that our needs don't matter don't ask for what you want don't express what you want because you're going to hear a no and that's that first kind of signal to us that let's put up these walls so we start building these walls and thinking that we're creating a fortress to protect ourselves And some of us, the older we get, slowly start to realize that these fortresses are not what they seem and they're more like prisons. And we're trapping ourselves in. And yeah, we're keeping people out on the outside, but also that denies us their love. We the walls are closed, the doors are closed, love can't flow into us. And it takes that uncomfortable and unfamiliar move to be vulnerable with somebody and be vulnerable with ourselves. And feel a little bit icky and uncomfortable, um, knowing that is the first way to establish a pathway for love. I think so often people think they have to find love, they have to earn love, they have to win love, they have to qualify for love. But that's not what love is. Love is, is always existing. Love is always flowing. What we have to realize is we've just done so much to block that flow from our lives. Our insecurities, our protective mechanisms, our outdated beliefs around love, these are the things that are creating walls and rubble and everything to keep this love from flowing and the moment we decide to be vulnerable is the moment we start establishing a clearer pathway and Mm. when i reflect back in my life when i've been the most vulnerable with people very rarely has that led to judgment and most often it's given them an opportunity to be vulnerable with me as well Mm. because now we have an opportunity to build a genuine connection versus that surface level stuff and I'm even learning. There's been times, even very recently, where I thought being vulnerable was not the right decision. And I kept things quiet. And then later on, when the conversations had to happen, I realized I should have just spoken my truth. I should have just been as vulnerable as possible. I should have looked at my history with the people that I was afraid to speak to, seeing that they've never tried to harm me in the past. And just because I thought I had too much heavy information for them that they wouldn't be able to handle it. But that's not my decision to make. And also, I'm not saying it's perfect. Sometimes you are vulnerable with people who are hurt themselves and they may use that to hurt you. But here we are. We've both survived every moment we've ever gone through. and We're okay. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's just a good reminder to keep doing it. And that vulnerability, it also allows us to realize that's how you become seen. Being seen is more important than being perfect. As I said, the people that we genuinely love deeply in our hearts, we don't see them as perfect. We mm-hmm. know all their imperfections. We could write a book mm-hmm. about it. But those mm-hmm. imperfections don't deny or disqualify them from love. So we have to abandon this idea that we have to be something or earn something or become something or be completely perfect to deserve love. And we know that in our current relationships. I think what ends up happening is the courting process in the romantic world is where I think a lot of this gets jumbled up. So what you have to do to earn a second date or to get her phone number Mm -hmm. is very different than what you have to do to establish a long lasting relationship with her. And I think that's the thing, but we just have to realize that like the attention, the affection, the sex, the power, the control, the admiration, the adoration, these aren't love. These are other things. It's, It's funny you said that because I just read this article last night about lust and talking about what happens in the brain and the oxytocin rush that you get. And you go into this place of almost dissociation, like separation of being in this state of perceived love and romance when you don't even necessarily even know someone just because Mm. the hormonal effects of that lust. And then what it went on to talk about that was so beautiful was that while many long-term safe relationships can lose that lust over time, the way to really build that lust back is by strengthening the vulnerable, authentic connection. Mm. So you're right. Love isn't that moment of lust. That's just a really good oxytocin high. Yeah, the lust is delicious, but the love is nutritious. Yeah, And the love is nutritious, but there's a way back to the lust. And this is my listeners are going to all be like, "Mm -hmm, let me hear this, Gabby. There's a lot of married women out there, probably been with their partners for a long time, men and women. And the way back to lust is through authentic, vulnerable connection. Everything you've written about in this book. And when I say authentic, it's the bravery and the courage to speak for all that there is there, to speak for all of it, and to deepening your connection to whoever that partner may be through that authentic, vulnerable relationship. And that creates more space for safety. That creates more space for those same hormones to be alive and present. So. Yeah, there's a really good idea. I think it's a Peter Crone idea, the kind of concept that right now we so often chase pleasure to medicate a lack of peace. So we're not even chasing pleasure to feel good. We're chasing Mm -hmm. pleasure to feel less bad. Mm -hmm. But if we are at peace, then our pursuits of pleasure are that much better. And you know, I think he even uses the analogy of sex with a condom, sex without. He's like that layer, Mm -hmm. that thin condom layer is our lack of peace. And when we can Mm -hmm. get that off, everything feels so much better. And if you take that into a day-to-day world, especially with a married couple, sometimes it's really about understanding that as a partnership, it's you and your partner versus the problem. It's not you versus Mm -hmm. your partner. And I believe it was Jordan Peterson that said, step one is to cheat on your partner with your partner. So he goes, both of you, completely different outfits, different makeup, different clothes, go to a hotel and have a completely wild night knowing that you don't have to clean up in the morning and take care of the kids. Because... Sometimes these are the barriers. Sometimes the life mm-hmm. is the barrier that allows you guys to have spontaneity and all of that. And knowing that 
having sex in a bed that's not yours might be what can reinvigorate that excitement. But mm. the vulnerability doesn't come through the sex. The vulnerability comes through the conversation, which is I don't feel maybe I just want to see something new. And that's the reason I find myself looking at women on Instagram. And then, OK, well, mm. let's figure out how we can do that within the familiar. Beautiful. You know, yeah, let's figure yes. out all these different things. And that's the vulnerability, the conversation, not being afraid of expressing that mm-hmm. need and not being afraid of doing the work to figure out what that need actually is. You're nailing this right now. That is completely correct. It's the vulnerability to say, hey, yo, I'm wanting to look at women on Instagram or hey, this way that the dynamic that we have set up is not sexy. We got to yeah. re- go to therapy and work out that dynamic. I hear that a lot with people yeah. that I work with. And having that straight up no bullshit dialogue yes is the pathway forward and i challenge jordan's suggestion a bit to go off to the date and whatever in one instance i think it works for like a healthy couple who maybe have just like lost a little of the spark or the or like legitimately like the kids and the life and the busyness is all in the way, but they've always had a really good lust and connection. I think there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of core wounds and the bond and the mm. and has been breached. And I think when you go to a couple where that bond has been breached and there's been some serious fractures in the relationship to say, oh, go out and get drunk and go to a new hotel or whatever, that's just not going to work, I don't think. I think I completely it has agree. to. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the mistake that therapists can make at times is to give those kinds of bullshit suggestions that won't be bullshit if the couple is healthy and secure and just needs to really clear space, but can be completely bullshit if the couple is actually in a place of broken attachment. And I think within that, has got to be that conversation. So sometimes, it could, yeah. as I said, it could simply be as if there is a healthy relationship and a conversation is there and someone's, I think we just need variety something new to look forward to, then yeah, the the hotel and the new outfits is something that can happen. Mm -hmm. But for somebody Mm -hmm. else where it's like, okay, my core wound, or you reopen a core wound that I've had since childhood, which is this, that's that internal work that has to happen in the first Mm -hmm. place. And whether somebody dealt with something unpleasant around the world of physicality, or it's, as you said, within the relationship, something happened. And I think even for me as an adult learning, it took me a while to realize that everybody internalizes everything. Oftentimes, if I'm having a bad day and I'm with a female, she'll internalize it like it's her fault. Totally. If if sex isn't working out, she internalizes it like it's her fault. And very rarely is that the case. But again, these are all things that we've taken from childhood. When our brains were developing and we had that center of the universe mentality, we think everything is about us. And that's where communication is the only antidote. So I think more so than just the blanket advice about change the color of your lipstick and go to a fancy hotel. Is more mm-hmm. so about articulating the needs first and then understanding of the partnership. You guys can find different ways to address that need. And there was a chapter in the book that didn't make the cut. It was about compersion. I think I actually kept it in. And compersion is the idea that their happiness is your happiness in any capacity. Yeah. And the deeper you guys create a connection, the more you guys can explore in this world. Yeah. And for women, often, if you've got that belief of their happiness is your happiness, then you end up taking on a very maternal role in mm. your marriage. And that's not sexy for either of you. And I see this a lot with women caring a lot. Gabor Mate is talking a lot about this in his new book. And it's this idea that the woman is carrying the family, carrying the children, carrying the work, carrying, and in many cases, managing everything, including the man. And that's not their authentic truth. Delve into the shadows of the mind. 
with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Oh, my friends, my friends, my friends, I have something so special, so, so, so cool and special for you. And I've just been so excited to create this. If you've ever found yourself saying something like, I need some grace, I need some inner wisdom, I want some peace in my life, I'm here for you. I've got your back. So today, I want to give you something that will not only help you feel better, but support you on your path to manifesting and co-creating the life that you desire. I have carefully curated this journey for you. It's a seven-day free jumpstart where for 10 minutes a day, for seven days, I will show you the exact steps that I personally have taken to reboot, elevate, and literally jumpstart my life. So it's kind of like a juice cleanse for your soul. When you're feeling like, oh, I've got my mental state is all messed up and I don't know what to do, here's your jumpstart. And the practices are going to help you manifest. They're going to help you attract your desires. They will help you feel calmer, more centered, more spiritually aligned. And it gets even better. You will have access to this jumpstart inside my Gabby coaching membership for free for seven days. So you'll be able to follow my guidance, do your jumpstart, and take advantage of the hundreds of meditations and workshops and affirmations and the very special section called the Get Gabby section. So you just have to go to DearGabby.com forward slash jumpstart. It's totally free. Get your seven-day jumpstart now. DearGabby.com forward slash jumpstart. Enjoy the journey. For tens of thousands of years, as humans, we all live in these much smaller communities. And a lot of the roles that we have, whether they were fair or not, seemed to find a lot of effectiveness in those smaller communities. And we're no longer in those smaller communities. Now, it's not a village raising your child, and it's not a village that you as a married couple are contributing to. Now we're living in little shelves and apartments, and we don't even know our neighbors, mm -hmm. and it's a whole different story. And now your husband or your wife or your partner is your accountant, your co-parent, your business partner, mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. date, your plus one, your all of these things mm -hmm. for different situations. And there isn't a handbook to be effective at all these things. And I think the interesting thing is for compersion, compersion is their happiness is my happiness, but not their happiness is my responsibility. 
is knowing that, okay, if them playing poker every Friday night makes them happy, that makes me happy knowing that they found something that made them happy versus I have to do all of these things because these roles, first off, the roles were never fair. Second off, the roles don't apply to the world we live in. In doing research for this book, I first started blaming Disney for a lot of the romantic ideas that we have. Totally. But then you realize that even Disney got a lot of their stuff from real life, like the knight in shining armor was when people lived in feudal societies, a young man, his only options to get any type of social elevation was to join the army. Because if he joined Mm -hmm. the army and came back as a hero, then his options for marriage would increase. So then he was taught to go earn a status so you have better choices for marriage. And then women were taught, increase your beauty so you'll be chosen by the man of bigger status. You know, right. and the knight in shining armor is now changed to the pretty boy in a Lamborghini or whatever it may be. Right. Or the guy has a lot of followers or the blue check mark, whatever it has to. And Disney took that and they ran with it. The art was imitating life. And I think it's a really interesting thing to start to explore now when we realize that, hey, we are trying to live life based on traditions created by people who would have never understood what Wi-Fi is. And there's that funny Instagram quote, which is tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. And totally. Yeah, yeah. And it's just really understanding that this isn't what it is anymore. And we're not just participants of culture. We're writers of culture. And the most important stories are about taking the parts of culture from the past that are valuable and leaving the rest behind and adding to it and evolving it. And I think for the modern world that we live in, especially in these large metropolitan areas, A lot of these old ideas, whether it's the mama complex for the girl or the hyper masculinity productivity for the male where he has to earn everything through his status with a 56% divorce rate, this clearly is not going to work. Something's got to give and it's got to be this level of vulnerability, this level of connection, this level of saying this is what needs to happen. And I think we also just have to recognize, especially in this part of the world, that society is this kind of mythical creature that tells us what to do. Right. Society says a woman has to look like this. Society says a man has to look like this. But we can't pinpoint who society is because we are society. But what we can realize is at the end of the day, on this part of the world, society's goal is just to make us buy stuff. We have to buy stuff to keep this engine going. That's why so many of us are trained to be more in love with getting married than actually being married. Totally. More in love Mm -hmm. with the wedding Mm -hmm. than the marriage. And if you think about it, that's the only it's probably the only thing we celebrate the beginning of. We don't celebrate starting high school. We celebrate graduating high school. We don't celebrate starting mm. college. We celebrate graduating it. It seems counterintuitive to spend ungodly amounts of money, especially in my culture. They spent a small wedding for Punjabis is 500 people. And it's ridiculous. Sums I of was in a Punjabi that. wedding once. I was in my friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And it was the outfit changes and the horse it's, uh, and the, oh, my Lord. Um, it's a production, you know, yeah. I, it's a production. I mean, I kind of I kind of loved it, to be honest with you. But I think that that pressure, I was counseling a young woman recently who was like, I need my partner to just propose to me now. And I was like, what if you just took 90 days to just have some fun with him mm-hmm. and let him off the hook for a minute? The pressure of that, but that's also a reaction to our attachment wounds as well, right? It definitely is. As I said, these companies, as they make a lot of money, they hire the smartest people to pull on our heartstrings. It was mm-hmm. Edward Bernays, who was Sigmund Freud's nephew, created marketing. And everything yeah. was based around emotions. Lucky Strikes hired him to get women smoking. And the way he did it was 
he framed it as an equity thing. He goes, why can men yeah. smoke and women can't? And he started renaming the cigarettes freedom sticks. So women wow, were smoking yeah. them in protest, saying that we're not allowed to smoke them. So here we are smoking them. And he went as far as the green packaging for the Lucky Strike cigarettes. He went as far as planting the seed for six months in fashion magazines, saying that's the hottest color of the season. Mm. You know, So they pull on our wounds. So the mm-hmm. wound is a woman growing up already realizing that she's marginalized in comparison to a man. And now they figure out ways to use this to make money. And it's the same thing with the wedding. I'm not against the horse and the production, but maybe let's wait 10 years and celebrate 10 years of a successful marriage or 50 years, throw the most lavish wedding or anniversary party ever. You accomplish something. Yeah. You would elope. And then 10 years later, we have our Punjabi wedding. Yeah. 10 years later, (laughs) you can have your production. You can have all the jewelry. And by then you'll be in a better state because finances is a massive cause of divorce. So why would you start your marriage in debt? Yeah, I know. I see people, so many people just like drop so much dough on their wedding. Yeah. So first of all, you and I, we need our coffee in LA. I could talk to you for hours. I think you're so awesome. And I always like to ask authors this as I close conversations. If there is a core message of your book, what would it be? The core message of the book is challenge the ideas that we've been taught about love. As I said, Mm. love isn't a prize. Love isn't a thing. Love is a verb. That's why the book is called How to Be Loved. And then I put the D Mm. in there because we want to be loved. But to be loved is to be loved. And realizing that all the advice, because I know people are going to gravitate towards this book as they want more advice to either finding a perfect partner or strengthening the relationship they have with their partner. The first step is strengthening the relationship with yourself. And the biggest section in this book is love for self. And what love for self looks like is being vulnerable with yourself first, taking yourself out on dates, doing all of this stuff. And from a pragmatic standpoint, that means journaling, writing down your innermost thoughts. It means prayer. Prayer is a beautiful example of vulnerability, irrespective of your religious beliefs, because you are actually asking for something you want. You're not doing it performatively. Mm -hmm. And you're actually expressing gratitude for things that you're grateful for. And again, those in private, when it's just you in your bedroom, may not be things that other people are okay with. I might be grateful for an opportunity or a date or some money or something like that. But what you're doing is you're revealing to yourself who you authentically are, dancing with yourself. That's a level of physical intimacy that you can have with yourself that will allow you to understand yourself better and movement with your body and creating gratitude. Oh, can I add to that? Yeah. Can I add to that? So for a long time, I was very physically shut down because of childhood trauma. Mm. I was taking this dance class for years called S Factor, which is a pole dancing class, but mm-hmm. it's about allowing your erotic creature to come forward. And it's way more, you say pole dancing, it's not pole dancing, it's like therapy. And I'd have these breakthroughs and breakthroughs. And then now I've done all this wildly transformational trauma therapy. I've just become very free. I am living in my authentic self. And I keep thinking about how I want to get back on that pole. Mm. And how now, if I step into that class, which I promise you I will do, that the dance will be so much more elevating and intoxicating and just deeply moving to me and my connection to my body and myself. And I think that's so important because right now, so often when we think about our bodies, we look at it from a critical standpoint, Mm -hmm. wishing we had a certain shape or what have you. And Doing something like this establishes a deeper relationship. Again, as I said, everybody we already authentically like, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a friend, whether it's a spouse, we know their imperfections and that doesn't disqualify them. And what our perceived imperfections shouldn't disqualify us either. And looking in the mirror and being like, okay, this isn't, 
completely symmetrical or this isn't that. It means nothing. I still love you. And I'm so grateful that you've been with me since day zero. And in the book, I have a story where someone shares to me that that's the antidote to loneliness. Dancing will be your antidote yeah. to loneliness. Loneliness isn't being by yourself. Loneliness is not enjoying being by yourself. And I think lastly, in the relationship with self, prioritize your self-respect over your self-esteem. How you feel about yourself is always more important than how other people feel about you. Caring what other people think is okay. That is a survival method that we've had because we've lived in small communities forever. You're not a, a lower person because you people please. We've been doing it for tens of thousands of years. It's outdated software. It doesn't serve us anymore. It harms us. So just be aware of it whenever you have this need not to disappoint people. Because so often when we choose to be likable, we're closing pathways of love. And love means sometimes showing your teeth, standing up for yourself, establishing your boundaries. And that'll strengthen your self-respect. And the stronger your self-respect is, the less you'll be chasing outside validation. Yeah, trying to be likable is the opposite of authentic vulnerability because what the world and relationships want most from us is that truth. Exactly. That Nobody that's likable. perfect could be vulnerable. So you would never be able mm. to connect with somebody who was actually perfect, even though perfection mm. doesn't exist. I love imperfection, I got to tell you. So my friend, we'll probably have to come back on the show. So people go out and grab a copy of How to Be Loved. And not just because the title is awesome or you need relationship advice, but because when a book about love is written by a man who is grounded in his vulnerable, authentic truth, that energy alone is enough to heal the reader. Mm, I mm. appreciate that. I appreciate that mm -hmm. acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. You are truly wonderful. And I really can't wait to hang out with you more. Likewise. And uh, we'll make it happen, baby. This was a gorgeous conversation. Thank you. Thank you. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience of this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.